morning traders welcome to another edition of outlier live on today's episode we're going to be talking about the top three news stories of the day number one are we done with esg scores tune in to see what they're saying about that next the u.s economy is headed for an ultra rare type of recession what do you think do you think this is really happening and lastly a hedge fund billionaire has described where he is finding his brand new stock picks so be sure to tune in hold on tight and let's get right into it all right first up on the dock today s p global one of the largest independent credit rating firms in the world has dropped esg scores from its debt ratings now this is after this person exposed what ESG is truly it what it truly is and he calls it a scam used to force a political ideology onto the people. Now, before we get right into that, if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule and I love talking about stocks and finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And today's episode is sponsored by outlier.com. Go to ovtlyr.com to find out why outliers win. So what do you think ESG scores, right? I, I had to Google this because I want to be sure that I got it correct. What is an ESG score? Uh, it's a way to assign a quantitative metric, such as a numerical score, to the environmental, social, and governance efforts taken by a specific organization. ESG efforts have become increasingly important in recent years recent years as awareness around the topic has grown. So what they're saying is that the ESG scores have been dropped from S&P S Global's uh, independent, uh, from its debt rating. That's what I was looking for. So tell me in the comments down below, what do you think about this? Um, my personal opinion is, and and I've listened to a lot of things and, and you can lean one way or the other as far as your political spectrum. But um, the I was reading the article, which is now paywall blocked, which is so dumb. But um, in fact, let me scroll down just a little bit. Here it is. No, this is what I want to see. Uh, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, who we're actually going to be talking about later, gave away the game and it's now infamous interview where he says that the primary objective is forcing policies that could never be passed at the ballot box. So that's kind of a... Uh, an evil way, right? An evil way to get your ideas out there. And um, I don't know. To me, the idea of ESG sounds good. And that's what it's pitched as, is a way to make things better, right? We're looking at environmentally making things better. We're looking at making the society better. We're looking at governance and control and making things better. But when Philip Morris, who produces cigarettes, has a higher ESG score than Tesla, who produces electric cars, we got a, we got something broken here, right? Uh, I don't have all the, the stats in front of me, but I do know that the, the fact that the longer this has gone on, the more holes have been broken into ESG, the more people are waking up and realizing the fact that this is not actually making things better. In fact, overall, this could be contributing to what we're calling the uh, culture wars, right? You've got one culture who's all about um, a different lifestyle. I'm going to put it that way and leave it there. And then you've got another culture that's focused on the family, focused on maintaining traditional values. And it's really causing a lot of uh, disdain out in the societal uh, 
societal pressures out there. And one of the reasons is ESG scores. I recently watched this three-part series on um, Disney and their ESG scores. So Disney, which once was a family company, has turned into quite the ESG behemoth with their DEI initiatives, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion um, efforts. And and uh, now this is this is hearsay. This is secondhand. Um, but they were talking about how you actually had to like keep journals of all your um, DEI, all of your ESG type of activities that you do, and they rate you on those going into promotions and and um, raises and things like that, and yearly performance reviews. And if you didn't have a notebook full of activities that you did, it actually worked against you, right? We're not focusing on uh, companies making the best choices in regards to their stockholders, in regards to uh, their employees, and in regards to making the best company out there. No, we're focusing on uh, appeasing the ESG scores. And in my opinion, I think this is a good thing that ESG scores have now been dropped from S&P Global, and hopefully they'll be dropped for more. But I really want to know down below uh, in the comments section, let me know what you think of these ESG scores, right? Um, so there's a lot of people with a lot of comments out there. And uh, like I'm just going to scroll through several of these here, right? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people with a lot of very, very, very strong opinions on ESG scores, and I'd love to hear yours. Good morning, Rudy. Glad you could tune into the live episode. So like I say, down below, let us know in the comments what you think of these ESG scores, and also smash the like button. That lets us know and the YouTube algorithm know that you like these type of videos. So let's go into the next segment, and we'll get started. U.S. economy is headed for an ultra-rare type of recession. That's at least what they're saying over at BlackRock. And um, before we jump into that real quick, my name is Christopher Yule, and I love talking about stocks and finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you are interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And today's episode is sponsored by Outlier.com. Go to OVTLYR.com to find out why outliers win. So looking at this, right, the U.S. economy is in for roller coaster inflation that could be headed for an ultra rare full recession, full employment recession. Just a couple of days ago, we were talking about how Jerome Powell says, hey, there's no, no, there's no inf uh, recession on the horizon. You guys are crazy. Don't be thinking about that. Well, let's see what they're saying over BlackRock. Um, let me zoom this in a little bit for you. Consumers are shifting their spending from goods to services, leading to deflation in goods. But at the same time, the labor market remains tight, leading to wage inflation as workers demand higher wages. So let's break this down. Consumers are shifting their spending from goods to services. This is, that is planned. That is what they wanted. That was intentional. The reason being is, for example, let's say you want to go out and buy a car today. The average new car rate is over 8% to finance that car. A couple years ago, that was down at 3 um, so basically the average car now costs three times more to finance than it did a couple years ago. Now, consumers are looking at this saying, I can't afford a new car. And companies are saying, people aren't buying our cars. What are we going to do? And you've been seeing this with automakers, especially they're starting to lower their prices. They're starting to put out incentives. They're starting to, uh, deflate the price of their assets in order to stimulate 
more people purchasing them because it's gotten a lot harder to buy those when the financing has gotten more expensive. That's exactly why they raise rates, to cause companies to lower their prices in order for people to be able to afford those goods that they once were able to afford. That's what they're trying to do, and that's what we're seeing out there. Now, uh, like and like he says, leading to deflation in goods. But at the same time, the labor market remains tight. Thankfully, we aren't in into a place of uh, rampant unemployment just yet. We're not there. And so what we're looking at actually is called a stagflation, where we're looking at high inflation without having um, the, uh, the resulting impact on the labor market, where there's... Um, a lot of unemployment. So we're looking at stagflation, what they're calling an ultra rare full employment recession. And people are actually demanding higher wages. And who wouldn't be, right? We're talking about how everything is more expensive. Cars are more expensive than they used to be. Houses. Uh, you can't go to the grocery store without spending an arm and a leg and your firstborn child at the same time. Things are getting more expensive. Yet at the same time, inflation has not caught up to wages. And so people are really having this cost of living crisis where they're saying, I want to buy stuff, but it costs so much more. It costs so much more to finance it. I can't afford it. I need the company to bring down the prices. And then on the other end of the spectrum, they're like, hey, man, it'd be a lot easier to afford those higher prices if I made more, but my employer's not making any more for me. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle. And so this is the cost of living price crisis that we're seeing across every sector out there. And uh, the this could spell volatility for stocks. High inflation can erode corporate profits and falling inflation may weigh on commodity prices. So what they're saying here is that there's a chance to have both of these issues come into play. And realistically speaking, what do we want to see? We want to see prices come back down. We want to see the 2% that we had been so used to for so long uh, with the Fed's mandate of 2% be the norm once again. But in reality, I don't think it would be such a bad thing to have a few consecutive quarters of deflation. But keep in mind that if we have deflation, uh, that could spiral out of control very quickly. And I say spiral out of control because let's say you're ready to go buy that car and it's a $50,000 car today. And if you wait a couple months, it'll be $45,000. If you wait a couple months, it'll be $30,000. And then at some point you decide, you know what? I'm just going to put this off. I want to see how low it goes. And then nobody buys anything and the whole economy comes to a screeching halt. We don't actually want to see that, but we do want to see prices come back down. So let me know in the comments down below. Do you think that we're headed for this ultra rare type of recession? Or do you think that this is overblown? We're not actually going to have a recession. That's literally what we talked about on Monday's episode because Jerome Powell said, we're not going to have a recession. And now we're having lots of other people saying, yeah, we are. And we're probably already in one. And who knows how much worse this could get. But also, be sure to smash that like button. It lets the YouTube algorithm know that you like this kind of content. And let's get ready and go into our third story of the day. All right, so there is an ultra-secret way that hedge funds are finding new stock picks. Oh, I hope that sounds interesting to you. Because if it does, you're in the right place. My name is Christopher Yule, and I love talking about stocks and finding those outlier trades with outsized returns. And if you're interested in that, if you are interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And today's episode is sponsored by Outlier.com. Go to OVTLYR.com to find out why outliers win. Now Hedge fund billionaire Dan Loeb says that fundamental analysis is increasingly taking a backseat to monitoring daily option expiries and Reddit message boards. So what he's saying is we go back to the um, Wall Street bets days. 
He's saying, you know what? There actually is something to this. Who cares? And let's be honest here, if we're talking about stock trading, who cares what the fundamentals are? I couldn't give any two cents what a fundamentals are. If price is moving in the direction that I want to see, that is where I want to go. If price is moving up and I want to go long, I'm into that stock. If price is moving down and I want to go short, I'm into that stock. And he says that he's monitoring all the Reddit message boards and daily option expertise. But I'll, I'm going to give you a little hint. Um, it doesn't have to be that hard. You don't actually have to do that. Um, what we've been talking about every single day is a platform called Outlier, O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. And I uh, just want to give you a quick example of what we're talking about here. So here is Apple, the biggest stock in the world, Apple. And uh, just a few weeks ago, on July 13th, Outlier issued a sell signal on Apple. And I know our CEO at Outlier was very, very interested in sharing this because he made over 45% from this huge move down that the Outlier platform did predict. He made over 45% on his options out there. So that's not any sort of financial advice. That is me saying, hey, instead of scrolling through all the message boards out there, spending your, your well-deserved time trying to monitor everything, right? Dan Lowe, he's got a whole team of research analysts. You don't have to worry about that. The only research analyst you might need to look into is called outlier.com, where it gives you the buy and sell signals right there on the page. And one of, the, one of my favorite things about it is if you go to the watch list area, it literally gives you all the buy signals and all the sell signals for today, all in one spot. It makes it as easy as possible. And you can just scroll down and see the history of that right there. So if you're interested in that and you want to learn why outliers win, go to ovtlyr.com to learn more. So thank you so much for coming to today's uh, Outlier Live. We covered three topics today. We covered why ESG scores kind of suck and the S&P uh, rating system has actually dropped it. Next, we covered why the U.S. economy is in for a roller coaster inflation. We could have inflation, deflation, and everything all backwards and forward at the same time with an ultra rare full employment recession. And lastly, we talked about, you know what? Hedge fund billionaires are out there scouring the Reddit message boards, but it doesn't have to be that hard. Go check out outlier.com. Thank you so much for coming into today's Outlier Live episode. Be sure to hit the like button. Be sure to subscribe, and we will see you on the next episode.